0: Um, so this this pair of verses that we're talking about today is foundational to our faith. Um, this is uh, obviously why we've added these verses to our Words to Live By series. And um, by the way, who's enjoyed the series so far? Oh, a few of us have. All right, cool. That's all right. That's all right. Um, so and here's the cool thing about this series. Here's what we're doing with this series. We are partnering with our kids ministry. And so the same verses that we're learning here, they're talking about over there. So hopefully, prayerfully, and and I know not all of you have kids in our kids' ministry right now, but hopefully prayerfully, as you guys come together and meet in the minivan or whatever your mode of transportation is, that we can have conversations together as a family of what we talked about church wide and so that, so that's going to be fun that's we're excited about that, and we're excited to do these series um. Together, so so we've been along with all that. We've been doing a, a challenge to memorize these verses. So, are we four weeks into this now? Three weeks into this? Who has memorized all of the verses so far? Who's been able to quote them so far? Not as many hands this time. Okay, there's a few of us. Good job. We're proud of you. Um, that's really good. And by the way, after the service today, if you go, you can go to the kids counter or the information desk back here. Just a little incentive. Um, if you are able to to quote not today's but last week's verse at at the information desk or at the kids counter, we got candy bars to give away. Can I get an amen? Okay, so so we're doing that and just to have a little fun with it and just some bribery, I guess. But um, but hopefully we can all all learn here today. Um, but I, I've I've um, the, the, the verses that we're talking about today, I've read these verses many times um, over and over and over. Like, honestly, the book of Ephesians is one of my favorite books of the Bible. I, I love it. it, it I, I've had a chance to study it and to read over it and to look over it. Um, but, but a lot of times, I, I don't think we really grasp the heaviness or I guess you could say the freedom that these verses give us today um and and it kind of this past week um preparing for the message today it just kind of it kind of hit me hard Uh, i know i'm a big baby so if you're new here today get used to it i cry um (laughs) But, but it kind of hit me hard this past week as I was preparing to preach today. Um, so I, I want to encourage you guys to take some notes, to write some things down. And, and it's not because I have something so great and wonderful to say, but God could drop something on your heart this morning that could be life changing for you. And, and I pray that He will. That's that's been my prayer. Because as I as I've spent this week fumbling through trying to figure out because. The topic of grace is ex- so expansive, and it's hard. To, this could be like a four-week series, and, and as I was fumbling through this, trying to figure out what am I going to talk about today, like, obviously, it's grace and and all these these other things, but like, how am I going to compact this into to one Sunday? So um, prayerfully, hopefully, this is going to make sense today, <laughs> and it's going to be good, I, I hope. So these are two verses we're focusing on this week. Uh, it's, it's Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, um, and, and here's what though what I, I'm going to ask us to do today, is to read Ephesians 2, 4 through 9, because I, I really believe the whole context, or, or in this context, it's really powerful, so if you got your Bible today, uh, we're going to go to Ephesians 2, 4, we're going to read 4 through 9, if you didn't bring your Bible today, that's okay, because we have our magic Bibles on the screen, you can follow along. Um, it says this, verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy. You know what? That means he is loaded in mercy. Yeah. He's got so much mercy to just give out. It's mercy, 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 mercy. He's given it out. He's rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. And then it says, by grace, you have been saved. Look at the past tense there. It says, you have been saved. Man, I leave my notes in there sometimes. So anyways, uh, at verse 6, and raised us up with him. And seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace. Oh, that's good. And in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Then here we go, verse 8. For by grace you've been saved through what? Through faith. And this is not on your own doing. It's the gift of God. Can someone say amen? amen? Verse 9. Not a result of works so that anyone may boast. I got to ask you today, have you ever received something that you didn't do a bit of work for? Back in high school, the worst class of all time, chemistry. Actually, algebra, algebra, and then chemistry, but um, we're, we're not going to be picky here. It's all terrible. Um. But so every time every now and then they put you in a group to do work together. I just got so lucky enough to be put in a group with the nerdiest kids in class. Oh, I loved them, don't get me wrong. They were they were great. They were they were awesome. Um and so I got put into this group. And these guys are really smart, really sharp. They're great workers. They they think through these things. They they catch it like this. And, and so we get in this group work, and they're just one person's supposed to be the, uh, like, the note taker. One's supposed to be the the um, uh, uh, researcher. One person's supposed pers- you know, we all have different jobs. And I'm like, hey, what's my job? And they're like, oh, you just sit right there. And I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. And... And the the amazing thing is at the end of this whole group assignment, we got an A. We got an A. And here's the great thing about it. I didn't do anything to deserve that. And here's the even better thing about it. Out of all the classes, out of all the, the different classes throughout, chemistry classes throughout the day, my group got the best A, the highest A. Best grade I ever got in that class. (laughs) but And I didn't deserve that A. I didn't work for that A. I had a great group of people around me who were like, hey, you just hang right there, buddy. We know you can't hang with us mentally. We like you and all, but just keep your mouth shut and sit over there. I didn't earn it. I didn't work for it. It was provided. It was given. Someone else did the work, but I got the benefits. And that's the first thing I want to talk about today is that grace is amazing. Grace is amazing. What's so amazing about grace? See, the, the word amazing is talking about things that are unusual, things that don't make sense, over-the-top feats. It's, it's amazing. How, has anyone ever seen American Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Oh man, who loves that show? Okay, a few of us do. Um, you, you So you, what the show is, is basically super fit, super in-shape people doing extremely hard obstacle courses. And I was watching the show a while back with my daughter, and she's like, how is he doing that? And they're doing these amazing things. They're hanging on to little, like a two-inch, piece of wood and they're going across these areas and it's they're hanging by like their fingernails on stuff. And and um and then so my daughter's sitting there and we're watching this like that's amazing. And then she starts listing these attributes that she sees in these people. Like, oh look at the muscles on that guy. Oh look how high they can jump. Look how they can hang on that bar. Dad do do your muscles do that? <laughs> Absolutely, they do. But but here's the deal. Not the average person can do what they're doing. But you got to know that today, when it's amazing, it's not average. And I think we don't understand amazing grace. And why is that? So think about how many believers. I'm talking to believers here today. How many believers walked into church today, not just this church, churches all over the nation, walked into church today with a sense of condemnation, shame, fear, guilt, failure? How many of us are performance and perfection driven? It might be quiet in here today. How many of us have father wounds? How many of us believers, believers live depressed and discouraged because you can never measure up? And this is church people. If you're not a believer in here today, you're off the hook so far. But, but this is happening every day. This happens every day because we don't understand the grace of God. Because somehow, we feel like it's our works, it's what we do, that is making us accepted and loved by God. Some of you in the room are believing that after you've received God's grace, now you have to work to keep it. And because of that, you've got people who who are serving God out of fear and not out of love. And they're scared. That the dad, that the father, our good father who has adopted us will one day put us out of the house. So we're afraid to do anything wrong because we're afraid we won't experience God's love because of something we did wrong. That's why we have generations of people who have gone to church for years and years and years and they're empty on the inside which in turn has produced generations of people who aren't going to church because they've seen that it's fake. And we've got a whole group of people that is unchurched and de-churched because they they don't want to be uh, feared into something. They want to love something and they want to have a relationship with something. I heard a pastor explain it like this. He said, it's like you're in a boat. And there's a current pulling you towards hell. Oh, let's be positive here today. But he says this, and God provides the oars, and that's grace. And and as long as you keep rowing with those oars, as long as you keep rowing against the current that's going to hell, and you're going to make it to heaven. As long as you keep rowing. And he said this. He said grace is the divine enablement to keep on rowing. And here's the deal. A lot of people will agree with that. And if you do, maybe you don't understand grace. Because that wouldn't be amazing grace. That would be amazing you. I'm doing the work. Look at what I'm doing. I'm going against the flow. I'm fighting this. I'm doing this. Look at me. Look at me giving. Look at me serving. Look at me doing. And it wouldn't be amazing grace. It would be amazing you. And you're not that amazing. Welcome to Crown Point Church, where we make you feel so good about yourself. But I want us to understand grace today. Uh, I seriously fought with this message all day yesterday. Um, I got out for lunch for a little while, I, and then that evening, I, I, I and I was back to study it, and that evening I got out and went for a walk with Kristen, and I got to be honest, I'm really tired. I was up until like 2.30 this morning trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about today trying to my, my best to put into words God's grace. You see, typically I, I, wouldn't, I would have agreed with that pastor. Yeah, row your boat, row, row, row your boat gently away from hell. That's not really the way it goes. Um, but, he, but he said, here's what grace is. Grace is the divine able, enablement to live a new life. But I want to tell you today what grace does. Grace does empower you to live a new life. It does enable you to say no to temptations. It does empower you to put down the bottle that's had control over your life. It does all that and more. And I want you to write this down because here's what grace is. Here's kind of the definition of grace. It says, grace is the unmerited undeserved unearned kindness and favor of God. We didn't have to do anything for it. He gave it. There's nothing you did. You nothing you did to earn it. It's unmerited, it's undeserved, it's unearned and and we're going to unpack this a little bit today. So the second thing I want you to know, second thing I want you to write down is grace is unmerited unmerited ephesians 2 8 and 9 and i'm going to read this Here, here's what i'm going to do because i found this and i'm going to read this in three different translations today um because it's just that good so the first one i'm going to read you it's it's the new king james version it says this verse 8 for by grace you've been saved through grace what oh through faith okay for grace you have been saved through, and it's through one action when you put your faith in Jesus Christ. You, you, you've now been extended grace, only through your ability to receive it through what? Through faith. And then it goes on to say, "And that not, uh, and that not of yourselves. I love that. I love that, because here's what we want to do. We would try to take credit for it. Oh look what I did. <laughs> I'm so holy. I'm such a good Christian. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. See, we do a lot of boasting on this earth, don't we? We do a lot of boasting. but, But I want you to know that there will be no boasting in heaven. Because everyone who makes it to heaven will know, I didn't have much to do with this. I didn't have a whole lot to do with this. I I can play back all of my mistakes. Uh, The Bible says that because of grace, um, the grace of God, he takes my sins and he throws them as far as the east is from the west. And it says that he chooses not to remember. And somehow we forget that it's not about our works. So let's read this same verse in the Amplified Version. It says this, for it's by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ. So back to the rowboat. If there's any current, it's not, it's, drawing, it's not drawing you to hell. See, grace draws you to Christ. That you've been saved. goes on to say that you've been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life. Through faith and this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God verse nine, not because of, of works, not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. it's not the the result of what anyone can possibly do so no one can pride himself in it or take glory. For himself isn't it interesting how it keeps coming back to how it's not about our works not because not because a group of us went and served a couple weeks ago in new york city it's not because we've gone on mission trips it's not because there's a team in jamaica right now it's not because you serve in the nursery it's not because you greet at the doors it's not because you welcome in the parking lot it's not because you gave large in the offering. Not because you do anything. It's the free gift of God. Lastly, I'm going to read it in the message version. And it says this. Now God has us where he wants us. (laughs) I like that. He's got us where he wants us. With all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. saving." is all his idea and all his work. All we do is, what do we do? We trust him enough to let him do it. Man, that's good right there. That that should be freeing to somebody right now in this room because there's no way you could keep the law that you even set for yourself. So let's be honest. You said you weren't gonna eat that donut when you walked in this morning. I'm going to be strong. I'm not going to eat the donut. You set the law. But why are the donuts all gone? (laughs) I was wanting one of those donuts. But we're 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 unable to keep the law that we even set for ourselves. So what do we do? We trust him enough to let him do it. See, it's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No. We neither make or save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. That's good Bible right there. That's a good word right there. But somehow, We boast about the things that we didn't even do. My chemistry, A, oh my goodness. I sat so long in that class and did nothing. See, I used to be terrible back in the day, but but now I lead a Bible study. I volunteer. I've got a Christian blog. I don't give 10% in the offering. I give 20%. And if we had a dance team, I'd be on it. after all my good deeds, it's become my rowing. It's become about me. You may not like to hear this, but all the things that you do, it doesn't make you better than anyone. And here's where um, here's where religion comes in, and we try to compare. well, I've got a 300-day streak in my Bible app. How many do you have? I've read the Bible cover to cover and memorized 95 verses. Bow down. And everybody is trying to be the one that's God's favorite. And God's looking looking at us and he's saying, you're all my favorites. I love you all. You're all my favorites. I love you all the same. Well, even Eric, because I've heard he's been cussing. God says, I even love Eric. As a matter of fact, hold on, because I'll leave the 99 to find the one. And we sit here looking like the prodigal brother. Not the prodigal son, but the brother, why are you blessing him? Don't you know how bad he is? Don't you know the things he's done? You never threw a party for me. I've been so faithful. I've been so serving. I've done all of these kind of things. And God looks at us and he says, everything I've ever had is yours. You could throw a party whenever you want to. But the reason we're celebrating is because Eric was lost, and now he's found. And you know what? He didn't deserve it. Let me ask you this. What happens when God extends his love and grace to those running the opposite direction? Think about this. I want you to catch this. I want you to, this to sink into your heart this morning. What happens when God extends his love and his grace to people running Far from him. And then here's what he does. He asks you to invite them to the party. Here's what he's like, hey, I want you to make an invite list full of people who don't deserve to be at the party. At that point, we may begin to understand grace and how it's not about our, our works. Grace is unmerited. They don't deserve to be here. They're not as good as I am. They're they're not that great. Well, you're not either. Bring, invite someone to the love and grace and mercy of Jesus. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Well, if love does that, then grace covers a multitude of stupid sins. you cheated on your wife, God doesn't throw you away. He says this, he says, let me in so so I can restore what looks broken and heal it. But you've got to let God's grace into that situation. And the sad thing is many of us don't want it for other people because we haven't even accepted it ourselves. I'm going to say that again. Many of us don't want grace to be poured out on other people because we have not truly accepted it for ourselves. God's not holding you hostage because of what you did in college, because of what you did last night, because of what you did the other day, what you're planning to do coming up. You're holding yourself there. He's already paid paid for your past. All you have to do is recognize it and ask forgiveness for it oh you want to keep reliving that God will wait You'll wait but you got to know that any man that be in christ he's a new creation behold the old has passed away and the new has come you can say it but do you believe it the third thing i want you to catch today is that grace is undeserved you may be a leader, a pastor, a better person, you may be more humble, you may be more generous, you're kind, you give out all kinds of things. You you, you don't but but you got to know that you still don't deserve the grace of God. Romans 3:24 that says says being justified freely by his grace through redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Do you guys remember uh you guys remember layaway? Yeah. I don't know if stores still do that anymore but it used to be a thing, um, especially it was like big thing around Christmas time. Um, but you would take a product from a store and you would take it back to this area and um, uh, you would you would kind of turn it in or I, I don't remember. I was kind of pretty young when this was going on, so maybe you need help me here. But here's you would turn it in and you would put a little cash down. And then you would do that, come back. And you put a little cash down. You pay a little bit more down on it. And you pay a little bit more down on it. And and over and we would do that over and over and over until it was paid off. And, and I think sometimes that's what we feel like coming to churches. We serve. Well, I don't really like doing this. Well, I'm not really allowing God to work in my heart, but I got to do my part. See, when you accepted Jesus, it was paid in full. You didn't deserve it. See Now now listen, I did not just give everyone in the room a license to sin. They don't need permission. You see, it, it, it can't be love until there's a choice. See, God has given us all a choice. And it's on us to receive it. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time there. I think you get that we don't deserve it. The fourth thing is: this is grace is unearned. This is this is the one that a lot of people get messed up on. But Romans eleven six it says this: and if by grace, then it's no longer of works; otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But it, if it is of works, it's no longer grace. Otherwise. Work is no longer work. I want to do this. Let's substitute grace and works with free and earned. This is the remix version. If it's free, it's not earned. Otherwise, free is not free. If it's earned, it's not free. Otherwise, earned is not earned. The scripture says that grace is one of two things. One of two things. It's free or it's earned. Many of us don't want to accept that God's grace is a free gift. You can never be given a gift that you have to pay for. We had a birthday party the other day for Jackson and what if he which is so bizarre. My oldest kid is 16 years old now. Pray for us people. Um but what if someone showed up to the party and they gave him a gift and he opened it up and they said, "Hey, do you like the gift?" And he's like, yeah, I really do like it. And they're like, good, because that'll be $56.43. That's a good gift. It, it, it's not free if you have to pay for it. The Bible talks about the free gift of God. The free gift of God. What's, what's the only thing you can't do? or uh, What? What's the only thing you can do with a gift? You receive it. It's free. Uh, Can I get Pastor Nick or whoever's playing keys to come one up? God is trying to give you the gift of grace. See, grace has a name, and his name is Jesus. Grace is Jesus. And the Bible says that he stands at the door, and he knocks. He stands at the door of our hearts, at the door of our lives, and he knocks. He says, I've got a package for you. I've got something to give you. I've got freedom for you. I've got healing for you. Oh, oh, you don't want me today? I'll be back tomorrow. It's me again, Jesus. Hey, hey, uh, I've been waiting a while. Do you you, you remember that one time at camp? Or, Or do you remember that Sunday? You almost received me then, but you thought that your failures the night before made you unworthy. I want to let you know that I've been watching you every day. Sounds a little weird, I know. (laughs) But uh, I know the number of hairs on your head. It's crazy, I know. I just love you so much. why do you want me, Jesus? I should have to pay you something. And Jesus says, well, well about that, um, yeah, the wages of sin is death. There was a payment. I got you covered. Well, I heard there were all these rules and all these regulations and all these things you have to do, all these things that, that, that I don't want to do. Well, Jesus says, it's not about that. But once you experience the love and the grace, you'll want to do those things out of love. Oh, and I've got to tell you that that once you know that love and you know that grace, you won't be looking for security and acceptance through social media, through another person, through a relationship. Because you know whose you are now. The grace is God is it's it's unearned, but it's so amazing. None of us deserve it, have earned it, or merit it. I'm so thankful for Jesus. I bet you've wondered why I've had this whiteboard here. Um because I, I, I want you to visually see this. Um so the last however many minutes I've been talking, sorry. Oh, Pastor John, sorry. We're going late. Uh oh, maybe maybe, maybe the last several minutes have meant, meant nothing to you, but maybe this will, will kind of you'll see it, and maybe it'll change you a little bit. So we're talking about grace. And so let's say we've got three people. We've got three people right here. Wow, I'm a good box drawer. And, and uh, so we've got three people, and uh, we, we've got a a bad person. A good person and a perfect person, and we we know who the perfect person is. That's Jesus. And then you know what? Um, who can, oh, just kidding. That's me. I have been a bad person in my not like I'm a bad man, but like I've I've been I've been bad. I've done some bad things. And then we've got a good person. And, and I'm not just going to do this because I want brownie points or kisses later, but um, I'm going to say Kristen. So we've got a, 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 the perfect person. We've got a bad person, and we've got a good person here. For the bad person, um, so, so here's what happened. Jesus full of grace full of grace full of it and then me, myself before Jesus, I was full of sin, sin, sin sin, sin, sinner sinner, nasty, dirty sinner, filthy, liar cheater, stealer looking at bad things, doing bad things, I was full of sin and then Kristen, who's actually pretty righteous. We'll go here. Righteous, 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 righteous. 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 She, 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 she taught a daisies class. She served in kids' church. She leads worship. She, she, she is a great example. She's, I can't say beautiful because that's a thing. Um, that's not a thing here. Uh, but I think so. Uh, she's pretty right. She does, she's a great. She does a lot of great things, a lot of righteousness. Um, but since we've all fallen short, and since we've all sinned, there's some sin in there, too. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a little bit, a little bit. Talking bad about your husband. Like, spanking your kids too hard. Spending too much at Target. <laughs> and then you know what? Because I've actually done some pretty good things. There's there's a little bit of righteousness in there. We'll have some righteous. I don't even know what I'm doing. There's some righteousness in there sprinkled in here and there. And 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 Jesus is so full of grace. And and here's, here's what we do. We look at Jesus full of love. Full of grace. And we're like, what can I do to get the gift of grace? Jesus. What can I do to get that? I could could never be that good. And and you're right. You, you, You can't. It's not about what you can do. It's about what he's done. I'm not done. And here's how. And here's how we really are, because we're, we're born into sin. Here's how we really are. Um, well, let me actually add a box right here. There's you. And, and, and then actually, here's us too, full of sin all of us before we were saved. Now look at 2 Corinthians 5:21. It says this, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him in him that's the only way we might become the righteousness of God. So when Jesus when Jesus went to the cross, he took on the punishment and 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 he took uh, de- he he died for us all, he he took all that for us so that he can take this for us sin he can take it he takes it all for us and what did he do for you He took our sins and he washed us white as snow. But here's the thing you've got to understand. How do we get salvation into our lives? How do we get grace into our lives? Do we have to work for it? Do we have to earn it? All we have to do is believe and accept that free gift of grace. It's hard to understand how God could be so generous to those who don't even like him that much. It's because we're his, because he loves us, because he created us. And once we begin to understand God, God's love and God's grace, then we'll begin to understand verses like there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. No, Not death, not life, not, not nothing in this present age or not anything in the future. Because once I put my faith in Jesus, it's locked down. I'm secure in him. So Jesus, he took our sins on the cross. But there's also no righteousness in our lives. There's no righteousness in our lives. When I was a young adult and I stopped playing church and I asked Jesus into my life, he gave me righteousness. When Kristen was a young girl and she asked Jesus to be the Lord and the Savior of her life, He gave her righteousness. My question for you, has righteousness entered your life? Have you asked Jesus to be the Lord and the leader of your life? Are you right with God? Today, it's not about saying what you're you're going to quit. And today is not about making false promises. All you have to do, the scripture says, is believe in faith. Who Jesus is and what he's done, how he's raised Christ from the dead, how he's come to change our lives, how he's come to give us a grace and a hope and a future. No matter what happens, no matter no matter who leaves, no matter your past, you have to believe it. To know you're right with God, what do you have to do? You got to believe. You got to have faith and you got to believe. That's all I wanted to tell you today. That's it. That's all I wanted to tell you today. Your actions and your works don't make you right with God. Your faith and your belief does. And because you're right with him, it changes your actions. Because our love for Jesus should make us want to do works. Not because I should but because I love the one who first loved me. Let's all close our eyes. Oh, Jesus. I love you today. I thank you so much for today. I thank you for your free gift of grace, your free gift of love, your free gift of mercy, of salvation. God, I pray that all across this room that you're speaking to someone's heart in this place right now, right here in this moment. I just got to ask, if you're in this room today, maybe you haven't received that free gift of grace, that free gift of salvation. You've never received that today, and today you would like to have that. All you got to do is receive it. there's anybody in this room today, no one's looking around, would you just slip a hand up? Or maybe at one time you've received that gift, but you've walked far away from Jesus and you need to return. Is there anybody here today? Thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Thank you. All right. I'm not going to wait a whole lot longer. Is there anybody else real fast? Let's do this. Let's all stand together. Thank you. Oh, man, that's what I love about our God. That's what I love about our Jesus. It's not about how many times we come to church. Coming to church is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. It's not about how many times we serve. Serving is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. But it's not about what we do. It's about what Jesus has done for us. If you raised your hand in this room, I'm going to ask us all, everyone in this room, to repeat this prayer together. And, and if that's you, you raise your hand in this room and you say, you know what, I want the, the grace and the love and the forgiveness of Jesus. I want to encourage you to pray this prayer uh, like you mean it, like you're going to allow it to change your life, like you're going to accept that love and that grace and that mercy because you are. So let's do this. Everybody repeat after me if you would. Jesus, I love you. We can do better than that. Say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I, love you. I thank you for your love. For your grace For your mercy For your forgiveness I believe that you died on the cross But you didn't stay there You rose again three days later And I thank you for setting the example for us So right now Right here In this moment I receive your grace I receive your love I receive your mercy, and I receive your forgiveness. Take my sins and throw them as far as the east is from the west. I give you my life. Now come and change mine. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we celebrate our friends this morning? sorry I went a little long today, but I'm so thankful you're here today. So thankful that, um, man, for, for those of you guys who raised your hand today, wow, praise God for you. Like, please just continue to allow that, that grace and that mercy and that love of God to just surround your life. Put yourself around some great people who can mentor you, who can walk you through life, who can disciple you and help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. I, I, I can promise you, you, you won't be the same. Well, I'm going to pray. <laughs> and uh, And we can be dismissed, and I just I just pray that man, uh, I, I for, for myself, feel like it's a little bit of a heavy word, but at the same time, it's so freeing. it's so freeing to know my freedom is founded in Jesus. I don't have to do anything. It's what he's already done. And I love that so much. Jesus, I love you. once again, I thank you for who you are. I praise you for today, Lord. I I celebrate today. All of heaven celebrates today those hands that were raised, that, that gave their lives to you, that rededicated their lives to you, Lord. God, we celebrate that today. We praise that today. And so, Lord, we just thank you for moving in this room this morning. We thank you for speaking to our hearts this morning and changing our lives. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for what you've done today in your wonderful name amen. Can I bless you as you walk out? I just pray that you will walk out of here today with your head held high, with joy and peace and excitement in your heart, and just a uh, 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 freedom in the parking lot today, and, and joy and a, and a short lunch line. We love you guys. You can be dismissed. Have a great day.